Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Soundscape Vietnam, highlighting the music makers from the north to the south. My name is Jeremy and I'm your host. Today we're joined by Luis Zapiola and Zhang Q, and they are both singer-songwriters based here in Saigon. They just released a song together called Who Am I? that's available to stream on most platforms. <laughs> Preferably Spotify and YouTube, go check it out. And this is the first time I've interviewed two people um, and the first episode in public also. So should be interesting. Hope that nothing crazy happens like some bird flies in here or something like that. Uh, so Louis, Zhang, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for Thank being you. here. <laughs> okay, so let's start with uh, your backgrounds. Um, Lewis, we'll go with you. Where are you from originally? Ooh, like, uh, technically I was born in the U.S., but, you know, because, uh, my parents are musicians, they, you know, they like traveling around the world, so, you know, I live in Spain and, uh, in Argentina, so it's like, uh, I got this weird, uh, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to describe because, you know, I was born in the U.S., but I feel Argentinian. So I, I take it you're going for Argentina in the World Cup? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that, that's lucky for you because I don't like our American chances in that tournament. Um, and saying you're Vietnamese, but are you originally from Saigon or where are you from? Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. I am Vietnamese, but I'm from Hanoi. Born and raised, and I moved here since 2010. So. Uh, <laughs> what brought you down here? The lifestyle, uh, mainly lifestyle and weather. I prefer the weather here. Okay, and how did you come to Vietnam? Me, oh, it was, was <laughs> kind of random. Like, uh, I had been to like everywhere in like Southeast Asia, but I don't know. I just ended up here like randomly. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't plan on coming here. Like, I was just traveling, I guess, and. Uh, a place called home. And how many years has it been? I don't know. It's probably been like five, six. Five or six, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> it's so good that you don't remember. It's just like one awesome blur of yep. five or six years. Okay. Um, so in terms of your music background, uh, how did both of you get started into music? Uh, as I said, like uh, my my parents are musicians, so. But I I was never really like interested in music when I was a kid. I just wanted to, you know, be a normal kid, and you know, do normal things and play soccer and you know, go to college or whatever. And uh, I don't know, just one day I just you know my my brother is a big influence, like uh, he's more in like a metal universe and I would see him playing the guitar all the time and I think that was like maybe when I was 16 I was uh, 16 or 17 that was the first time I picked up the guitar but yeah when I was 16 or 17 I wasn't like really interested in music because uh, I would I would always go see my parents perform and I would sit next to them and maybe I would help them like set up the cables and everything 
and uh, I would like sit on my laptop and play RuneScape or something <laughs> while while they were playing. And I think that like uh, passively, I started listening to the, the songs that they were performing, mm. like the oldies or whatever, mm. and that's how I kind of like uh, started like hearing like chord progressions and hearing the instruments. I think that made it easier for me, like growing up and uh, writing my own songs. Yeah, for me, like my brother was a big influence, and uh, yeah, like I, I did, I did play in like a few bands, like when I was a kid, and uh, I even played with my parents too. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Did you learn like music theory and stuff from your parents, or did your brother teach you a lot of? Uh, no. Of like the more kind of a theoretical side. No, like nobody taught me music. Like, so you no. all, all self-taught. All self-taught. Okay. And uh, mostly like looking at my brother, like uh, oh, look at this shape he's playing. So maybe if I can, you know, I was just looking at his hands. Right. Wow. Right. Before YouTube, <laughs> before you could go find any song on YouTube, yep. like a tutorial. Okay, cool. And Zhang, what about you? Well, my story is like most uh, Asian family. They uh, send kids to uh, music teachers. So uh, theoretically, I was taught, Mm. (laughs) but nothing went inside my brain. (laughs) Um, Basically, I grew up in a family that my dad, besides his main job as an engineer, engineer he is also a po- very romantic person he's a poet he also uh, self-taught taught himself a uh, classical guitar mm. so I basically grew up in his guitar and he wrote songs many beautiful songs in which one of them is the reason why I'm here <laughs> so there was like a love story between my parents and one day she broke up with him and so he wrote her a song and uh, Okay, she fell for him, so ta-da. <laughs> wow. So is that song recorded anywhere? He recorded it himself, but I kinda want to one day uh, redo it. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, so be really uh, cool. hopefully that project will uh, see the day. And um, they sent me no, actually they hired two piano no keyboard teachers for mm-hmm. me. The first one uh, it was probably too hard for my short fingers, <laughs> so I discontinued. The second one I carried on until like third grade. Then I decided, Mom, <laughs> I give up. I don't want to do this. But um, I think because growing up, having the influence of my dad, like Louis was saying, it's something passively, sort of like uh, imprinted in your system. Mm-hmm. So my my brain is always playing music inside that I didn't know. And um, I think the same thing happens for my brother, who is now an architect in Singapore, but he is also a DJ. So he also does music-related stuff. Mm. And um, interestingly enough, I was in choir in uh, high school in America. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was about to ask you, when did you start performing? So... So was that the first time? Nope. Actually, my first gig was in Vietnam in the, the high school in Hanoi that I uh, went to. Can you guess the song? Oh, I know it. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't singing, actually. 
is it a boy band song or or that era of pop that is my favorite but to your surprise it was linkin park linkin park okay cool. so guess the song <laughs> uh that's a good one I, I, don't, I don't know a lot of their song titles well, uh, it's one of the famous ones numb it was in the end. Yeah, got it. Oh, in the end. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, still have that video on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> oh, if you find it, I'm gonna link that in the in the show description. Sure. If you guys want to have a good laugh, <laughs> I'll be glad to share. <laughs> so you were in the school choir. Yeah. In so in, uh, um, like studying abroad in America. Mm, so after that school year with Lincoln Park, I decided to go to the States on a exchange student program mm. and of course I found myself in a choir uh, in a music environment and that was actually the first time I, f I was exposed to the um, international musician vibe style and all that um, <laughs> sorry the <laughs> off screen someone came to give us water um, but we rejected it uh, so, so I was also in choir in, oh. in high school. Um, oh yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, were you studying at like a, a big high school or? Uh, it was a very small high school. The whole town population was like two thousand something. Wow. So <laughs> that's the pretty small. That must have been really interesting. My audience you. of the Lincoln Park performance was probably the population of the hotel <laughs> right <laughs> being in hanoi you know capital and big city mm. so yeah so what did you do in choir well uh, you mean like which um, position yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i was kind of like a like a low tenor high bass kind oh. of thing no sorry baritone um uh like high baritone confusing myself high okay. bass low baritone is, is what I did wow. um, that sounds complicated <laughs> yeah I never remember bass, any of those terms anyway <laughs> I like I know I never really learned much uh, theory except for sight reading like I could do sight reading um, I can read notes that's, that's about it <laughs> yes yeah, I mean yes yeah, I mean like s singing and reading music for like choirs but not not like regular sheet music um, but yeah, choir was fun. In a small town, though, like you're kind of looked at as a bit weird for being in a choir. <laughs> I don't know if well, that was your experience. I was already the weird one, given I was the only Asian person in the in the whole town. Yeah, I entered my yeah. first day of school, and then I heard some kids saying, "Oh, the Chinese girl." And I was like, "Go back yeah. and study your history books." I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which state was that? Washington State. Washington State, okay. So I was by the Canadian border. Well, it was really fun. Like, all of the people there were very friendly, lovely. That was just some honest kid's opinion. Seeing right. a very rare Asian there, black hair. To be honest, I was wearing a Chinese top, so... <laughs> <laughs> you confused them a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, the, the experience in the choir time, because I was... I remember I was always singing um, harmony. Mm -mm. But because growing up, I always listened to boy bands and, like you said, Backstreet Boy or Westlife and all that. To the point that, oh, Michael learns to rock, like most Vietnamese kids. 
that's sort of my way of learning English too. And mm. I knew the song by heart so much that I started to sing it differently mm. in my own hand. Like so, I never let the singer just sing. The, uh, I mean, I always let them sing the main one, and then I would do a harmony to their song. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good practice. Yeah. So uh, for the choir, I was also doing that, and I guess that's a very big influence on me, with very strong melody oriented. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so let's jump ahead to uh, recent times. How did the two of you meet? Oh, <laughs> ooh, it's a it's a long story. So you yeah. can give us the short version. <laughs> All right. So, so we we used to play in a band together. Mm. Yeah. Anesthetic Youth, and that's the name of the band. And uh, yeah, we were in that band for like a few years, and uh, yeah, now you know we're doing our own thing, I guess. Short version. That's a short version. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> short version. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we we were together in a band. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. I was the drummer. Right. We'll clarify that. The one that Singer. held my tempo. Yep. <laughs> I feel kind of awkward asking these questions because I already know all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the viewers uh, or listeners, it's good information. Um, but here's a, an answer, a question that I don't know the answer to. What made you want to do a song together as solo artists? Uh, like I, I, I love creating music. Like whether it's like being in a band or playing, you know, I play the bass for other people. I love playing the drums. I love recording, producing. I love doing so many things. So I can't stop. You know, so I can't stop creating. I just love it. You know, that that feeling of a. Uh, I don't know that anything can happen, you know what I mean? Like, I just love writing songs, and I can't be doing, like, one thing. Like, I, I don't like being, like, a drummer or, like, you know, a guitarist or whatever. I like Not uh, in a box. Yeah. yeah. I, but, you know, I'm, I, I don't consider myself, like, a... While I do play instrument, like, you know, decently, I, I, <laughs> I see myself more like a... As a, you know, director of, like, something, you know, like a big picture thinking kind of mm. and uh, yeah I, I've always I always like writing songs and also playing covers or whatever but yeah I can't stop creating so there you go and, and, and for this song like uh, I don't know I felt like it needed like something special <laughs> you <know>. thank you <laughs> and uh, it needed like female vocals mm. so I know Zhang so instead of like talking to someone random I'm just gonna ask her you know. nobody on Fiverr no nobody <laughs> on Fiverr unfortunately well I always love singing anyway so any offer to collab with my friends and anyone and also we were in a band well, we're like family so of course I would say yes right and what inspired each of you um Either musically, but especially uh, lyrically, I, I'm curious oh. about what inspired you because I, I listened to the song I, a couple I have of times. I have no idea. Okay, I wrote the parts like uh, the thing is that I, I, I'm working on an album, mm. and like not every song has to be like super explosive, like three minute kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus. 
course. Mm. And like some songs are more like a like an adventure, like an experience. And this song like uh, went through like several you know different uh, variations or whatever. And uh, it was one of the first songs I wrote like like for this project that I'm working on. It, but it took so much to like record because you know there's like UFO sounds and there's like <laughs> robots and there's, there's a lot so, of layers. There's so many things going on in this song. And uh, as I said, since it's not this is not really like I I don't think it's like a single because you know a single is more like a has has more like a, a universal appeal because th- this kind of song is more for like a the, the patient listener. Mm. And when you listen to the song by itself, it's kind of like a, I don't know, the lyrics are strange, but like within the the concept of the album, mm. I, I don't like calling it like a concept album because it's not like a, you know, Pink Floyd or like American Idiot or whatever, where there's like characters or whatever, mm. but I think it's a loose concept album. Like sonically, it does have a concept like, like a story. Yeah, like, like sonically and, and in terms of like story, like you can tell there's a like a beginning and, and end. And you know, this song is like, a, I think it's about like the end of like the, the album or because my, my songs are most of the time about me. Mm. I don't like writing about other people because I just feel really uncomfortable. So I just write about myself and uh, in terms of like lyrics, I like being mysterious sometimes, and uh, yeah, I think you know mo- most of my songs are about me <laughs> and about my, my life in Vietnam and you know, the things I've been through and uh, mistakes we make and I don't know. But it, it is a, a strange song lyrically, you know. I think maybe it's really beautiful. yeah, you, you got to read the lyrics, so like you, know, you got to read them a few times. And I, I don't really like telling people like, oh, you know, this song is about, uh, you know, this girl I met once. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, you don't want to be too specific. No, and it loses the magic, you know. Mm. Like, some of my favorite artists, I don't want to know what the song is about. Mm. Uh, if I knew it would lose, like, a, I, I'd rather have, like, a, the listeners, like, read the lyrics and be like... Your own oh, imagination. You know, like, I wonder what he meant with this. Mm. This metaphor, like, what do you mean? You know? mm. Well, I guess it worked because for me, when I sang the song, it it magically felt so emotional, like a high rush of emotions, kind of like big waves of emotion. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to transcending it in the song. We actually had to record it twice, but if I could do it again, I would do it third or fourth times as well because the first time well uh, I'm more of a lower range tone voice and his song those notes were actually higher than my range so the first first time I recorded it wasn't up to our standard so after some time I don't know maybe I was going out and screaming and yelling my lungs (laughs) out so apparently some parts like re-recorded and remixed and mastered and we basically re-recorded everything yeah so uh i got to that note thank goodness not the perfect one but with all of that um 
struggle personally for me to sing this song. And the rush of emotion, it really felt to me like I try to transcend into the melody that I created. <laughs> and I, 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 I just thought, I just think it's so interesting, like, it's like my vocals and the second verse she sings and then we sing together. Mm. I love those things that, you know, make the song different. And, uh, like, I, I've always liked heavy music, metal or whatever. And, like, you know, there's a little bit of riffage towards the end. Kind of dramatize the songs. But, uh, mm. uh, it still has, like, that, you know, pop rock feel. And in, in some way, like, it reminded me, like, uh, of our previous band. Like, that was a kind of vibe. You know, I, I thought I thought I thought it had like that vibe. So, you know, sometimes I can I can write a, a rock song, a heavy song, or whatever. Just that uh, I have to make it fit in the Lewis universe. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I I kind of felt that in the second half of the song, mm. I guess. But in the in the first the first half was definitely more like like pop rock. Like kind, of, kind of thing, and universe. then, then <laughs> it kind of like got darker and darker, and like you said, it I, it was like waves, which I think mm. is, is cool. Like, just suddenly it changes, mm. and then it makes you feel something different. So like, there's kind of a a beginning, a middle, and an yeah. end that are all sort of distinct. Mm. And I I thought that was really interesting. That's why I listened to it twice. Like I listened the first time, and I listened again because. I, I read your message about the UFO sounds, and I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, "Wait, where was that?" And, and, then, <laughs> and then I listened again. <laughs> um, what you said was interesting about uh, how it made you feel, and then what you said about how you you don't want uh, to tell the audience what it's about, and that I think that telling the audience. What something is about sometimes affects how they feel mm. when they listen to it, and I'm guilty of doing that. I often it also at depends, a show tell it, tell it, the audience what it it's also, about. It also depends uh, on like what you want to come across as. Right. I like being like ambiguous and right. keeping that kind of like a I don't know like it's like an, that vibe. You know what I mean? So it's the way I do it. You know, like. I don't really like telling people, oh, this song is about you know, this thing, I mean, this one. I don't know. That's... Yeah, it's I mean, just different styles. Yeah. Really. I, I guess it really worked. It really worked the magic for me because I... I remember remember both time recording, I was actually bawling. Oh. <laughs> like, I could feel the tears coming up. Mm. Just from pure emotion, from the lyrics and the song. So how do you want people to feel when they listen to your part in the song or the whole song in general in any kind of song because music is magic it's something that crosses all boundaries mm. so the first thing i want people to to feel is of course the feelings so because the feelings is the key if like they just feel something yeah, yeah like whatever they perceive of the song, either my singing or his singing, that would, like he said, would make their perception, their story, 
of the song. Mm. I mean, like the most important thing is a sense of identity that, that you have as a songwriter, and that you know, you, if you go this down this path, you will go down this path forever. You know what I mean? Mm. Like uh, having a distinct sound and a that, that's more like into so we're getting into like songwriting, but like I, I don't like songwriting during the production. Mm. So like I, I before I like record the song, I just sit on my bed and I'm like, I know what I want to do and this is what I want people to hear. This is this is me, my my, my you know I would never change this the way I I write songs. You know, like everybody knows like the music I like. You know, like <laughs> strummy <laughs> pop rock or whatever. And I think it's so important, like for an artist, like if you have your, your, your identity, the other people are gonna see it, and they're gonna be like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I think people can can feel it. They don't have to necessarily understand, like, uh, like what does that line mean? It's so vague. And, and what does that mean? It's like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds cool. Right. <laughs> sounds cool. Are you subscribed? Yeah, I mean, I. I don't think that every song necessarily needs to even have a meaning. I mean, there are all kinds of songs that just have sort of nonsense lyrics, but because the instruments are really cool or, or have a certain vibe to them exactly. that makes you feel a certain way, yeah. even if it's just like silly or, or yeah. whatever. Because basically it's creativity and creativity, uh, creativity includes streams of thoughts. Right. There are songs and melodies that just busted out of my brain. Now looking back, sometimes I'm like, what was I even talking about? But at the time, when the melody came out, the lyrics came along at the same time. Mm. I thought it matches. We might have to like uh, fix the lyrics a bit. Sometimes just words fall from the sky. Exactly. Like, there's like exactly. one or two words that are like. <laughs> <laughs> they just pop up yeah they like you're in the like, zone boom it's like that word has to be there yeah. I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna you know uh, fit it in the song but I'm gonna put that word there because mm. there was like a sign from heaven or whatever that, that word has to be there yeah right it's one of those moments <laughs> right you know, I'll figure out how to you know fix the, the lyrics later but that word has to be there right mm. I don't care if it doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting thought into the look into the um, songwriting process. Now I want to ask you both about uh, music in Vietnam and your opinions about some things of the music scene in Vietnam. I know that's a really broad topic because that could include hip hop, pop, rock, whatever, singer songwriters, whatever. But just generally. Um, what are some of the things, like characteristics, that make the Vietnamese music scene interesting? I guess for me personally, um, for my age, <laughs> my uh, perception, listening to music in Vietnam for quite some time, these days uh, the market is starting to have more and more talented young artists, mm. and that's a blessing. And that just brings up so much more creativity to the scene and the next generation uh, you know getting better and better and better so we get a lot of uh, cool stuff every day mm. be it from uh, you know one gen genre to the other 
we're seeing more upcoming new bands and artists and singers and producers so that's a blessing yeah uh, I love how a lot of artists here collaborate like mm. they collab and that's how kind of you know they enhance they, 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 they go to the next level it's really nice really interesting and uh, obviously some some genres of music are like you know like haven't really exploded yet like mm. some but you know it's always improving. I think there's so many cool bands, and I, I always go to gigs. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know too much about other genres of music because I'm mm. like a, a rock person. But yeah, I think the scene is great. Who are some artists or bands that each of you would uh, tell people out there to look up, like emerging kind of the artists that you like? And there's a band called The Cassette. Yeah, they're really good. Check them out. Well, I like uh, Radio Terry, my personal favorite. Also, I like uh, this singer, uh, Kim Tisun. She's also my favorite because I'm more on the R&B influenced side. Mm. So um, that's more of my jam. <laughs> okay. I actually don't know her. Well, you will check it out. I'll check her out, yeah. She and her um, first husband, uh, Charles Huynh. They're both very uh, talented couples, so he's a producer. So shout out to Kim Chi and Charles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Coastal Connection. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. We're not Vietnamese though. <laughs> well, well, one person is. <laughs> I just asked you like positive characteristics of the music scene. Now, what are some things that you wish you could change? Mm, definitely. I wish the artists in Vietnam get more recognition and support because mm. obviously if you know someone in the scene or someone can sponsor you then you'll make it but then what about the others so many more talented uh, artists or bands still needs to be discovered I guess it's very international it's like a international issue but especially in Vietnam where music scene is still something kind of just born recently for us mm -hmm. <laughs> with the new generation and everything because before uh, I felt like the, um, the concept of um, music in Vietnam was just someone for example my dad could be writing a song and then anything you can sing it so that's mm -hmm. the different perception to the rest of the world mm -hmm. so yeah definitely uh, I wish that more support and sponsorship would be given out to artists it, mm, not biased yeah so like just more events uh, that attracts talents right that. yeah uh, I think uh, I think Vietnam needs like more venues for like niche genres mm, exactly because you know sometimes I want to see like a post grunge band or something like that or like a, a ska ska band and that doesn't exist in here mm. Uh, sometimes you do miss that kind of music and those kind of venues but yeah I mean that, that that's up to the bands as well like if nobody unfortunately if people don't want to you know start bands like that I don't know I, I hope it changes but still but, still I mean, something new, sort of new to the public mm -hmm. audience so you, you kind of need an audience yeah that's why I do miss some of those genres, you know, like ska, you know, 
punk or butt rock. <laughs> what? Butt rock. <laughs> what is that? It's a that's term. Like a, that's like a you know three days grace, Breaking Benjamin, you know WWE kind of rock music. Uh, okay, I've yeah, never yeah. heard that term. Because it's but, music's term. Uh, it's Lewis's term. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Good old butt rock. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no metal. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> so you got you guys learned something today. Yeah, that's a that's a new one. Um, so I I think what both of you said part of it just comes down to like money available for artistic endeavors because Vietnam's also lacking you know art galleries mm. or um, dance studios you yeah. know, things like that because I guess a lot of people if they're more worried about their family eating and mm. paying rent and stuff, then they don't have like the t- extra time or money to go out and see a rock band or yeah. uh, go watch ballet or, or mm. whatever. So part of it must be just like a developing country. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're Vietnamese, so you can say, has it improved a lot in the last, you know, 10? Of course. 20 years of course of course i'm seeing more uh open gigs and public festivals mm. that you know famous uh famous producer uh songwriters have been thrown for artists mm. stuff like that but what i meant is i wish there were even more more for the less known artists mm. it could be from anything it could be from a community event doesn't have to be like someone big that throws the event so like if everyone is more uh, paying attention into the art scene that would be great yeah yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) um so now we're gonna do what i call quick fire so this is a special little segment that I do in every um, interview, and you don't know these questions, so <laughs> these, are, these are the questions that I don't send ahead of time. So it's just 10 questions, and you have two choices for each question, and then you just choose one. No explanation. All right. Okay. So I'm ready. So d- don't explain why. No details. <laughs> just, just answer. Okay. Okay, so this is... Quick fire episode twenty with Luis and Zhang. Okay, number one, pho or bun ba hui. Bun ba. Bun ba. Okay. Beach or mountains. Beach. Mountains. Oh. Black or blue. Black. Black. <laughs> Punk rock or alternative rock. Uh, alternative. Alternative rock. Yeah. Okay. Beer or wine. Beer. This is a tough one. <laughs> I would like to say both, but most day I, I would grab a beer. Okay. Go out or stay in? Out. Stay in. I okay. love my apartment. Okay. <laughs> Play at a big venue or an intimate venue? Big venue. Intimate. Okay. Cold or hot weather? Hot. Cold. Hot weather. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're having 
differing. I don't like being here. sweaty. <laughs> uh, big radio hit or sold out tour? Big radio hit. Big radio hit, yeah. Okay. And last one, be rich or be famous? Be, be rich. rich. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> All right. And that is Quick Fire, episode 20. Okay, so now uh, we just have a few questions left. Um, and the first one is, what are some of your short-term goals in music individually? What are some of your short-term goals? I want to put songs out and uh, maybe record, release an album. And uh, you know, right now I'm not really worried on like playing live that much. I want to get like a the foundation of like a you know my my songwriting kind of like I want to get like a few songs out there maybe release another video and maybe play gigs but yeah I'm just gonna release an album next year. Okay. Yep. Uh, this is the moment where I wish that third grade me didn't tell my mom to quit keyboard <laughs> because uh, I don't know how to play any instrument I, I only know the right hand of the keyboard that's about it so uh, my short-term goal is to sort of learn something so it could help me to come up with a song of my own mm. because I do write a lot of uh, poems and I do have melodies I recorded them in my phones yeah, but you know Zhang and I were we like jamming you know and like mm. I Maybe do have a lot of materials. Mm. So, you know, we might work on some stuff. Mm. So, uh, that is a short-term goal to be able to have some song of my own. Are you interested in joining another band? For mm. me, it's not about mm. band anymore. <laughs> Juicy. Oh, this is fine. I love collaborating with people because it actually helps unlock unlocking more potential of me because the band, honestly, was an amazing time. I learned so much and I have improved so much as a singer and a performer, but it's not yet me. Mm. It's technically not true me. What if it was like the Zang experience? Uh, it's so. more, <laughs> me is more you of some like higher a... Guns. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm gonna have to do at some point, you know. Because of my R&B background and the jazzy soul-ish vibe that I am more influenced on and also K-pop. And my voice range is low. I, I want to do something that is more soulful, mm -hmm. emotion, like that I can showcase my low range voice. Okay. Yeah, like being in a band is really difficult, you know, like. Uh, oh, I know. It's yeah. teamwork, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like every, you know, everybody likes different music. Everybody has like a different vision of, mm. you know, sonic vision or like sound the it's full brains artwork and you know how to market the song or what kind of band you want to be or uh, your priorities in life or whatever or that kind of stuff so i encourage everyone go solo <laughs> now <laughs> now yeah. but you know like i you know it's good to be in control of you know what you're, what you're doing mm. yeah and if somebody asked me to like join a band I'd be like no because no because I, I don't, as I said I don't want to be just the drummer mm. like, I really need to be involved in it and 
you know, you have four or five people in the band and everybody wants to go in a different direction and uh, it can be complicated. So, you know, some people ha have the skill sets to do everything by themselves mm -hmm. and some people just don't. So some people are better at being a front man or a front woman. Mm. And like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't like being like a front man or whatever. I like being on, on the side or behind the, the singer. You put me on the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, it's, it's not for everyone, I guess. And if you do have the skill sets to like write your own songs and like do your own stuff by yourself, like, you know. It's a blessing. You can go ahead and mm. go for it. We got pretty far off topic there, but that was that was a good that was a good mini discussion. Yeah. In the, I mean, in like the question I asked. Not like entirely being in a band, but stuff like collaborating with other artists, yeah. doing some side projects. That I think I'm always up for it. Like joining some more artists' songs, yeah, yeah, for yeah. example. Yeah. Or if you have someone that you normally work with, or you like them continue making music in the end it's all about making music yeah creativity that's what matters yeah, it's also about like, connecting with people you know like yeah sure mm. like uh as i said i'm not gonna go like on fiverr and collaborate with someone or i know zang i, I know you and you know you know other musicians in saigon you can collaborate with them mm. whether it's uh could be anything could be like uh giving them feedback helping someone producing not just like in a song as long as you help other artists I think it's it also good. helps strengthening the community right everyone kind of building to up together yeah 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 we grow uh, we go together we go far <laughs> right <laughs> so then the last question would be long-term goals are they the same are they different what is like what does long-term goal mean? <laughs> long-term, okay, long, <laughs> long like five I, years? Long-term, I think of five years plus, yeah. Five years plus. Uh, unfortunately... If you I, have I, any ideas, uh, I mean... Unfortunately, I, know. I, I know that I will end up more like in the... As, as a music producer, I know it's going to happen because I'm more like... Unfortunately. Because you're good at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, <laughs> it's not something that I enjoy doing it. That I, I don't like being a producer but oh well it's probably gonna go that way but before I do that I've gotta release a lot of music and hmm. plagues tour tour world tour baby let's go yes maybe, yeah, maybe maybe like a, in a year or two once I, my album's out you know just get an acoustic guitar and just travel around the world that's it I'm a, I'm a simple man just don't end up as a bagpacker no <laughs> Too. No, no, you won't. <laughs> You'll get paid for the gigs. Um, I'll sell the CDs for like, you know, 400k each. Who knows? You might even get to open for Ed Sheeran for all I could think of. Yeah. So Maybe. Dream yeah. big. Yeah. Let's see, Ed, if you're listening. Yeah, Ed, I'm here. Ed, I'm here. Give a call. Come and get me. You guys Dang. might work some magical stuff out, so you never know. We can write a butt, butt rock song together. <laughs> 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 for me, uh, yeah, I think from my experience being in the band, I realized it might take longer than just the terms of a year to write a song. For all I know, the first and the f 
the mini um, the EP that we had and the whole album took us the whole duration of existence of the band. Yeah. Mm. So if you say five years, still a short term. Mm. So um, the goal was just continue making music because like I said in the beginning, uh, more on the soulful side and emotion and emotion doesn't stop. And there's some, something uh, Zhang and I talk about is like, uh, this is like not sure yet, like thinking about it, like having your own label is something that I just love the, the, the business side of stuff as well. LZ Records. Oh, Will you sign uh, me first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be down. Uh, Exclusive. Yeah, I, don't, I do want to have like my own, I don't want to call it record label because that sounds kind of a, uh, I don't know. Doesn't sound good. CEO vibe. But uh, <laughs> I, I I do see myself like doing that kind of stuff and maybe maybe with hmm. Zen we can do something like that. Not necessarily a label, could be like a production team, could be like hmm. a you know, marketing agency, whatever. I don't know. I, I love I love those I love those things that are like uh I love the music and I also love like the the machine that, you know. I just, I, I just find it so interesting, you know. Also helping us fascinating. That's important too. So yeah. Okay, so final thing, uh, I always ask the guests if they want to give any shout outs. I think we just did that. So shout out Let to. Think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Especially mean, like people who you think might listen to this entire interview <laughs> and and make it this far. Reward them for. Thank you so for much. So much. <laughs> Thank you so much for bearing with us and our stream of thoughts so um, <laughs> thank you very much I love you guys thank you for having us on this special first uh, in, uh, first threesome <laughs> yes trio. if you say so first trio <laughs> in public yeah in public. it's good Perfect. to be the first <laughs> I haven't been kicked out of the coffee shop <laughs> so that's good so, um, okay, so if you if you if there's no more shout outs or stream thoughts, I'm, yeah, I'm not good at shout outs. <laughs> okay, but yeah. shout out to everyone who's nice in the world, and thank you for listening to music and continue loving music. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. And especially the people supporting live original music in yeah, Vietnam. original yeah, music. Much appreciated. Yeah, that's original a, that's music. a big thing. Okay, so that's episode 20 of Soundscape Vietnam with Yang. Sorry, Zhang. I'm so used to the Stop southern it's accent. It's okay. You can call me both ways. <laughs> Zhang Q and Luis Zapiola. Um, I'm going to print links to whatever they <laughs> tell me they want me to link. Um, <laughs> I want to watch the that, I wanna watch that Linkin Park video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so maybe the Linkin Park video. Um, <laughs> Spotify and YouTube channels and sure. all, that, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank Peace. you. Bye bye. Peace.